Hi, hello, and welcome to the Kelsey Witchno Show. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. If you have listened before, welcome back. My name is Kelsey. I'm your host, and I'm an alcoholic babe. Today, I'll be going over the next week of me spending time in rehab in Palm Springs, California. Starting with Sunday, we went to brunch at Goodies, which is the same brunch place that we went to after we went to horse therapy. If you haven't heard that episode, make sure you go back and listen. After brunch, we went back to the facility and we all just hung out, did our thing, smoked cigarettes. Obviously, our activity for the day was to go to Boomers and they had several different activities like mini golf, Are mini golf and putt-putt the same thing? It feels like they're the same thing. Anyways, they had batting cages. They had normal just like arcade games. I'm obviously excited to go and do this because we've done like nothing this whole time. We've gone to horse therapy, which was hell. And they've gone to the movies, which I'm never going to. I was excited to go. We get to Boomers and we're all waiting to go get our golf clubs. And I'm standing with Ronald and Dom we make a plan. We are going to stay as far away from John as we can because we're done with him for the day. We don't want to have to putt-putt and golf with him. So we get our little clubs. We're getting ready to go. We break up into groups. There's two or three different groups of us. And it ends up being me, Ronald, Dom, and John. He joins our group because he thinks we're friends, which You know, I look back and maybe we should have been nicer to John, but also, God, he was annoying. He was so annoying. Anyways, it's me, Ronald, Dom, and John in this group. Ronald would go, and Dom, then me, and John. The three of us would go, and then we'd just move on to the next hole, and we just left John in the dust. He got several hole-in-ones, and then he'd come up to us at the next hole and brag, and we're like, okay, John, good for you. Go join a golf team. Like, whatever. I was really, really bad at mini golf. Would hit the ball like 20 different times, and then I'd finally just drag it into the hole so then we could move on to the next one. But John took it very seriously, to each their own. Then we move on to the batting cages. We meet up with the other group of us that there was. We absorbed into another group, and we do batting cages outside. That was really fun. Then we went back in, and we just waited for everybody else. There was a rock wall. And a couple people went on the rock wall, so we watched them. Also, several people went and did go-karts, which I love go-karts, but I didn't go on them because when you watch people driving around in a go-kart, they look dumb. You look stupid when you do that, and I just wasn't in the mood to embarrass myself, so I just didn't go. Everybody was like, Kelsey, come on. It'll be fun. And I was like, no, I just don't really do go-karts. Then we left and just hung out in the smoking area until bed. If you haven't noticed already, at the end of the day, it was like we were getting paid to smoke cigarettes until we couldn't keep our eyes open and then we'd go to bed and then do it all again the next day. This night was when I started having the craziest dreams. Now, I'm obsessed with dreams. Every day when my son wakes up, I ask him if he had any dreams the night before. 
I love telling people my dreams. I love analyzing my dreams. One of my best friends interprets dreams. So I'll tell him my dreams and we talk about that. Love dreams. I started to have dreams this night about my mom. I lost my mom on Mother's Day in 2022. This sparked my drinking, which then obviously sparked me going to rehab. I started having dreams about my mom, which was really weird to begin with. But in my dreams, my mom was always sick. And I was always trying to help her get better by taking her to the hospital or taking her to doctor's appointments or wherever it was that she needed to go. And I could never get her to a point where she was okay. She was always sick. On this night, it was my mom and my aunt. My cousin and I were trying to load them into the car to take them to the hospital because they were both sick. We were trying everything possible to get them into the car. My mom kept trying to go inside and get different things. My aunt was just being difficult and wouldn't get in the car. And mind you, both of them look like they have the suds. Do you guys remember that episode of SpongeBob? When SpongeBob has the suds, that is what these women look like refusing to get in the car. I wake up from this dream like what is going on so that was Sunday night. On Monday, I went to group, did regularly scheduled things. We watched the movie Thanks for Sharing, which was a group of addicts. It just kind of went through all of their different stories and how some of them relapsed and some of them were coming close to relapse and then they didn't. Some of them were lying about being sober but then by the end of the movie, they were able to truthfully share that they were sober. And it was just a really cool take on different views of different addictions and different ways that people overcome those addictions. It was a really good movie. I would suggest it. Also on Monday, I finished the book Run, Rose, Run, which I was really excited to read because it's a book with James Patterson and Dolly Parton, and I was really excited to read it, but I was very disappointed by the book in general. It just was super predictable the entire time, and the story just felt like it took forever to get to, but what I remember about finishing that book was that I really wanted to listen to the playlist, and looking back on this right now, almost over a year out from that time, I still have not listened to the playlist. Hopefully it's good to make up for how shitty the book was. We'll be listening to that sometime. On Tuesday, we had one group. That was the day that we shared our stories and shared why we were in rehab, what happened that brought us there. It was crazy that we ended up sharing those stories during group that day because on my walk that morning, I walked with one of the girls that I had roomed with at the very beginning and then she was in a different room at this time. But we had walked together and we shared our stories with each other of before we decided we needed to go to rehab and both of our stories were incredibly similar. She was at a very vulnerable state in her life as well, and her life was also coming to really scary things because of her drinking, and she had decided it was time for her to go get help, and that was the same as me. So the fact that we shared those stories during group on the same day that I had shared for the first time with anybody I'd been in rehab with what was happening to me before I came was just kind of cool how that lined up. 
It was also really interesting to hear everybody else's stories about why are they here? What brought them to rehab? Really opened my eyes to what these other people had gone through, what they were going through, what they had experienced right before they showed up at rehab. While each of us were so different, it was crazy the similarities that we all had both in coming to rehab and in what was going on right before we went. It helped me understand that what I was feeling wasn't unique. Everybody else was feeling the similar things to me, but in the moment that I was feeling them, I felt so alone. I felt like I was the only person who could possibly be feeling this way. And to know that there are so many people that go through that same thing each and every day, even still, the people that I sat in rehab with, they went through that before they came. There are people today that are going through that right now. And that is why I'm here doing this podcast, by the way, because if I help just one person get sober, I've done my job. Hearing everybody's stories was amazing. It was eye-opening. I cried. Other people cried. Then we kind of debriefed after just a little bit and talked about what that looked like for us now. When I left group, it felt really heavy, but it also felt really light at the same time. It felt heavy to be carrying the weight of everything that everybody had talked about in that group session. But it felt so much lighter to have shared my story and to have gotten that off my chest and for everybody there to know what I'd been through before I was there. It was almost like everybody in group was sitting there butt-ass naked in front of everybody. That's how uncomfortable it felt to share, at least to me. I can't speak for anybody else that was in group with me, but... That's how I felt. I was also very proud to say on this day, I was two weeks sober. I remember talking to two other girls that got there the same day that I did. And I was like, you guys, we've made it two weeks sober. And we all just did a mini celebration for that with those two girls. Our day to go shopping was on Tuesday and we chose to go to Target that day, which was terrible for my bank account, but it was so good for my mental health because Target just does something to you. I don't remember what I got that day, but I just know being inside Target was magical. I loved it. I felt reborn just to be in Target. That brings us to Wednesday, Dom's last day. So Dom was one of the younger kids there. He was like 20-something. I walked with him and Ronald in the morning I hadn't been super close with him for the two weeks that I'd been there, but in the last few days, I'd gotten closer with him. I was really sad to see him leave. He'd opened up a lot. He played guitar, which was really cool. He talked a lot about what he was going to do when he got home. He was excited to get back to work. He was excited to get back in the grind, and I really wonder how he is. So, Dom, if you're listening to this, hit me up. How are you doing? Hope you're doing great. There was a girl there with us. She was older. We would talk about how she had a homeless shelter in rehab because every single day she would claim like five to six different pool chairs. She would just put all of her stuff 
on these different pool chairs and the stuff would just accumulate every day there would be different random things ronald would joke like oh one day there's going to be cats over there eating cat food out of the homeless shelter and we all just would laugh and laugh this girl wasn't that close with dom it didn't seem until the last day that she was there and i have kind of explained how our nights would go before 7 p.m we would all take our meds we would hang out in the smoking area until whenever, and then we'd all go to bed. Well, we all went and got our meds at 7, and most of us took a sleeping medication like Trazodone or I can't remember what the other one was called, but most of us were on some kind of sleeping pill. I remember hearing that this girl that owned the homeless shelter had hid her medication in her cheek and then when she left the nurse's station, she like took it out and hid it under her bed or whatever. So she didn't like take her meds and go to sleep. That way she could stay up to see Dom leave at like 3 or 4 a.m. or whatever. We found out about that the next day. One of the other kids that was there, 21, young kid, I swear he was not a rule follower ever. But he was so pissed that this girl hid her medicine and didn't take it. Which, now, I'm not saying I supported her in not taking the medication. But I was like, whatever, she's going to get in trouble and that's on her. This kid was like, are you kidding me? He was going to go to freaking battle over this lady not taking her meds. And I just thought it was the funniest thing ever. But he didn't ever confront her about it. But it would have been hilarious if he would have. Then Thursday, Thursday was our hiking days. We went and hiked this trail called the cross. You hiked up the side of a mountain and then there was a big cross up at the top. We hiked up that. We hung out up there for, it felt like years. We hung out up there for so long and I was about to be like, okay, are we going to go back now? But I didn't want to just go back to the facility because what are we going to go do? Hang out and chain smoke cigarettes? I don't really need to do that. But also, I was kind of done hanging out up on the top of the cross because I wanted to smoke a cigarette. So I was like, all right, let's get to stepping. I need to get to smoking. Thursday night was the first night that I ended up going to AA. At the two-week mark, I really started taking advantage of all of the opportunities we had to leave the facility. I said, sign me up. Let's go. I sat by one of my friends. I was telling them how I have anxiety and blah, blah, blah. He was like, it's fine. And I was like, okay, cool. So we go and then they're like, if it's your first time at AA, stand up. Or if you're like less than one month sober or something, something which qualified me to stand up. And I was like, absolutely not. I will not be doing this. My friend who was like, no, I support you. You don't have to stand up if you don't want to. It's all good, girl. He stands up and he looks at me. He says, are you going to stand up? No. We talked about this. I was betrayed because we had, we had discussed this prior that I wasn't doing anything to draw attention to myself. And he's like, come on, girl, stand up. No. Now listen. I will fight right here. I say I don't like attention, but I will throw hands. Leave me alone. I go through AA. It's fine. I kind of am just giggling and talking the whole time. That's bad. Don't do that. There's so many people here. There was probably 40, 50 people. Crazy. I was like, dang, is this how AA is all the time? Now, when I come back to Kansas, I find out that is not true. 
that is a story for another episode. But I go to AA and then we come back and what do we do at night, everybody? Let's hear it. Chain smoke cigarettes until we go to bed. That's right. You got it. So that is what we did when we came back from AA. Here we are to Friday of this week. Remember how I said I was using every opportunity to leave the facility? This Friday is the day that I start going to the gym. If you knew me back then and I said, hey, I'm going to the gym, you would think that there is a bar at the gym that I'm going to or a concert or anything that does not require working out because I was not somebody that worked out at all ever. If I'm running, y'all better be running too because somebody's coming from behind and they're going to get us, okay? I'm going on every opportunity we have to go out and I go to the gym. They've been telling me about the gym. I'm like, let's go see what this is about. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. And we get to go for free. We go and just sign in and then we get to go use the whole gym. I go upstairs to the treadmills and I just walk for 30 minutes because why not? I walk next to my friend, Zach. I don't think I've talked about him yet. But I walk next to him. We just chit chat the whole time that we're walking. It's great. I'm getting a good little sweat on. I have it on incline. We're chatting. It's a great time. And then after the workout, there's a room that has like five or six massage chairs. It has arm massage sections, back massage, leg massage, ass massage, everything. If you have it on your body, it can be massaged in this chair. Zach and I go into the room to sit in the massage chairs, all filled up. Naturally, they're all filled up. I go and just go sit out on this table, just wait for everybody else to get done doing their workout. One of the massage chairs opens up. Zach's like, go ahead and go in. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not going to go in there with five other random strangers and just go sit in this massage chair. Sorry, I don't know how to work it. I feel uncomfortable. I have anxiety. I'd rather just stay out here. I stay out there. Zach goes in, does the massage chair. I just stay and hang out until everybody gets done. Back at the facility, I find out that on Fridays, there is an option of either going to AA or going to play sand volleyball. And I'm like, okay, sand volleyball, obviously, sign me up. Let's go. Everybody else also wants to go to sand volleyball, which if more people wanted to go to a meeting, then we would have went to a meeting. But more people wanted to go to sand volleyball. So we went to sand volleyball and it was so much fun. There are several rehabs in the area and every Friday night they get together and get like teams going and play sand volleyball at this public park. I haven't played volleyball in forever, but I was like hyping myself up and telling all the guys that I played volleyball in high school and I'm super athletic and I went out there and made a damn fool out of myself. I am not athletic. Not at this time. No, I'm not. I'm flopping all over the place, literally flopping, eating shit in the sand. I have so much sand in my mouth. You know, when they eat the kitty litter sandwich on Little Rascals, that's what it feels like in my mouth is that I'm just chewing a sandwich. I'm just having the best time, though. After sand volleyball, we walk back to the van, and it was me, Colby, Kyle, John, 
and one other person, and then our driver, Pat, that went to go play sand volleyball. And Pat drove, and then somebody sat in the front seat. I can't remember. And so then there's two captain's chairs and then three rows in the back, right? And so John sits up front. Colby and Kyle sit in the back. The other captain's chair is open for me to sit next to John, but I don't want to listen to him complain and bitch about sand volleyball the whole time. So I climb my ass into the back because I don't want to listen to John. He just glared at me and I was like, sorry, buddy, I can't really be handling it. It is what it is. So we go back to the facility. When we get back to the facility, it's about 738 o'clock. You know what time it is. Meds, chain smoke cigarettes, and go to bed. So that's what we did. On Saturday, we had group. The only group that I'm going to talk about from Saturday is this speaker that came in. His name was Antonio. He was an addict for 30 years and then had been clean for 13 years. And his little presentation that he gave was one of the most inspirational things I think I've ever heard. And he talked about... God standing for good orderly direction and that being a higher power. So I talked earlier about AA and how I wasn't really into it. But when I listened to Antonio talk about recovery, about being an addict, about AA, and he said to think about good orderly direction and that being your higher power and going kind of that route, it really kind of got me thinking I could think of it as good orderly direction or just as a higher power or as source or as the universe as I came to learn later. This was a really impactful speaker that I got to listen to and I was very thankful I got to be there for that group. One thing that he said in this group session which really stuck with me is recovery is not in your mouth, it's in your feet. And I wrote that down because, and I think about it all the time, because you can tell people day in and day out that you are recovering, that you're sober. You can tell people day in and day out that you're doing anything. But until you put action behind it, until you put your feet into it, until you actually get moving and get going, you don't have any of that. So if you're telling people that you're recovering and you're telling people that you're sober and you're telling people that you are going to meetings, if you're not actually doing those things, then you won't have recovery. Loved, loved, loved that group, loved that conversation. Wish I could listen to it again for sure. After groups that day, we went to the gym, which was awesome because usually we weren't able to go to the gym on Saturdays because Pat, our driver, he only worked Monday through Friday. So we didn't have anybody to take us to the gym on Saturday. But one of the nurses took us to the gym because he also wanted to work out. And that was one of the coolest things about the nurses that work there. Most of them were around my age. And They just wanted to do stuff. When we went to Boomers, the nurses got to go with us and they like played games and did stuff. On Saturday, Jesse also wanted to go work out. So he was like, hey, I can take you guys to the gym, which was awesome. This time at the gym, I walked again and I did get to sit in the massage chairs this time. And I can guarantee fully worth it to go to the gym just to sit in the massage chairs, actually. 
It was a wonderful experience. If there's a gym that's close to you that has massage chairs, I highly recommend that you sign up for a membership and go to the gym for the massage chairs because fully worth the gym membership. Absolutely. That is all that I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow me on all the social medias at kwitchnow. Make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I will be putting out new episodes every Tuesday. So make sure that you tune in for those. I really appreciate everybody listening. My name is Kelsey Wichnow. This is the Kelsey Wichnow Show. And I will see you next Tuesday.